Going live, no, and we're no. live! Welcome to Babe Talk, everybody! What up? <laughs> all right, tonight we have Oliver Baxter, who is the front man for Victory Records' latest signing, Broadside, and the man behind the scenes of Damaged Kids Clothing. So we're going to talk about all of that fun stuff. We also have two of our lovely panelists. We have Daniel. What's up, and everybody? we have Matt. What up, what up? <laughs> All right, so Oliver is not here. Normally, Oliver hosts Babe Talk, but your girl Ashnick's filling in. So, as always, we're going to start off by asking everyone how their day was. So, Daniel, how was your day? Uh, my day was good. I had work today, which wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because it rained, like, halfway, and it was really slow. So I was pretty much, like, folding clothes and not interacting with people, and I kind of liked that. Because I also had a headache today, and I was just like, uh. And I thought it was bothering I was like standing everywhere. And like, if you don't know where I work, it's Urban Outfitters in Philly. And I'm just like, Ooh. yeah. So fancy, it, it, so hip. So cool and swag. It is, <laughs> it is until you get some drunk homeless people coming into your store and harassing like the people you work with. That's not oh, cool. Oh, man. That's not cool. It is Ew. not cool. And then Do you see all like the big the, tank tops that say like hashtag swag YOLO on them and like no, unicorns? No. <laughs> I don't think no, we're not one of those boardwalk beach stores that have all Oh man, I love those stores. They all sell the same thing, but like for some reason you're like, I gotta check this one out too. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just like a certain draw you have to go in there, you're like, it's so neon and it's so awful, but I need it. Yep. It's so bro, everything. <laughs> So right? bro. Aren't we all, though, just so bro, you know? We all have a little, a little bro bit. inside of us. Just a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit. All right, Matt, how was your day? My day, my entire week has been really hectic. I spent last week, um, spring break, in San Francisco visiting family and just, like, slacking off. I took a week off all work and all school, and now I come back, and it's just the craziest week of my life. I have so much going on right now. Um, yeah, like, I'm I... jealous. <laughs> I went to school, I worked today, um, and then for the next five days, I'm working at this film festival, Nifty, so... Oh, no way! That's awesome! Because I know you're sick, interested yeah. in, like, film and stuff, so there you go, yeah, it's man. Yeah, cool. Nice. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oliver, my man, it's been a while since I last, last saw you. How, <laughs> yeah, how was your day? Uh, my day was chill. You know, I uh, usually work on Wednesdays, but I didn't today... <laughs> And then, so, I did some important stuff. I bought uh, some kitchen stuff for my upcoming apartment. And uh, nice. from Ikea. Maybe Ooh. you've heard of it. Um, I love, I love houseware shopping. It's like a weakness. I like it and hate it because then I got to, you know, it's like, um, I don't, here's, here's how I work, okay? It's kind of backwards. I'll buy the stuff for the apartment. Um, but I, I, I've, I, I've looked at a few apartments, but I don't have an apartment yet. I didn't sign at least yet, you know, but it's hopeful, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? <laughs> it's like, so you know, like, no matter so, what apartment you're going to be in, you're going to need, like, a pan and a cutting board and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. So like, That's literally I what I bought. <laughs> yeah. And that was cool. And then um, I went to Red Robin, which was the fanciest Red Robin I've ever been to in my life. It was so cool. I got to sit in the over 21 section. No big deal. And then uh, <laughs> even though I just got water, she was probably so bummed. And then, um, and then yeah, I had a cherry Coke today. That was nice. Ooh, yeah. those are so good. They don't sell those, like, anywhere near me. You have to go, like, 
at least 20 minutes to like a CVS to find those. It's so strange. Really? Yeah, I like, Weird. I don't know why it's just Cherry Coke. Like, we have all these other, like, every variation of Mountain Dew. Like, and I don't really drink soda that much, but, like, I mm-hmm. love Cherry Coke. And my campus, my school was a Pepsi campus, so they had Wild Cherry Pepsi, which is good, but, like, not, not the same. same you yeah, know? it's not. It's never the same. Such, like, minute details of our lives that, you know, are really important. Um, my day was yeah. great, if I didn't want yeah. to know. Um, I did. I was literally getting ready to ask you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, you're um, I got paid recently, so I went to the mall, and I was like, treat yourself, and I did. So I got some stuff from Lush, and I was like, yes. What'd you get? And What'd you get? I got, um, I need a new body lotion, so I got the Charity Pot, which is like a body lotion, and they like don't make, they tell you they don't make any money off of it, but that's um, not including taxes, so like the charity gets all the money, but like, I don't know. I think there's like a little asterisk in there, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm still chill with it. So yeah. I got a new body lotion. So in case anyone was wondering, I smell really good right now. And um, some like makeup you, and stuff. What you smell like, girl? What you smell like? Uh, I smell like heaven. Okay. Truly, <laughs> 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 Yes, welcome to Babe Talk. After 9 p.m., guys, we get crazy in here because I smell like heaven. Hey, um, bath bombs? Babe Talk after dark. No, I did it because here's the thing. What? I think You're messing up, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. I okay. wanted to, but okay. I was like, you know what? Um, let me let me see if I really, really want a bath bomb, and I'll come back. You know, I can't waste all my money just yet. I need to, like, I'm still not sure if I'm going to go to skate and surf and stuff, so, like, I'm trying to. I'm sure. it out, and I'm going into the city tomorrow because I have a job interview, and I'm like, mm. oh. nice. Yeah, it's really I'm not gonna say where because I don't want to jinx it, but it's really important, and I'm really excited. It's hot topic. Sorry, I told him. <laughs> yes, I would go. I I'll take an hour train ride to go to work in a hot topic. Actually, I would like to work in a hot topic. Because mm-hmm. I am a scene kid. I am the Hot Topic customer, so I think I do really well there. I walked into a Hot Topic today, and I saw. Uh, relevant bands in our genre on the wall, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, "Whoa, dude! Like, this is pretty legit." To the point where I, I, I almost made the um, um, shaved head lady at at Hot Topic get the neck deep shirt off the wall, and then I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." Like, some deserving teenager going through their angsty years needs it more than I, so you keep it in that plastic little square on the wall. <laughs> And I'll walk away. <laughs> like you walk in Hot Topic, and then like on the wall, it's like neck deep, and then like Drake, riff yep. rap, yeah. and yeah. then like Nicki like Minaj. old bands like Blink One Eighty Two, like it's yeah. And, and they have like Metallica and Slayer next to that. Somewhere. And Blood on the Dance Floor, the hits, you know. I think it's awesome. It's like diverse, you know what I mean? Like it's it's real cool, yeah, for sure. It's very diverse. That's a good way to describe it. It's super diverse because there's something to terrify every parent on the planet. True. Yeah. All right, so we're going to dive right into our discussion, and then later on we'll get into the interview for Ali, and let's roll with it. So I want to talk about something that happened this weekend. On Saturday, it was Record Store Day, and mm. the enti- every news feed I went on, there was at least you know, one out of every 20 tweets, Facebook posts, whatever, was of somebody sitting outside a record store being like, I have to get that brand new. I have (laughs) to get it. People waited like like they camped out and it was a whole big deal. So did you guys buy anything on record day or do you have any thoughts about it? Um, Anything along those lines? So Ollie, do you have any thoughts about it? Did you buy anything on Saturday? Um, Yeah, I bought a smoothie on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Did you buy like, any record store day stuff on Saturday or this weekend? No, but Sorry, I, I should have clarified. Smoothies are important. True. Yeah, I mean they're they you know the right nutrients in your body to have the energy to stand in line all night. I mean, come on here. No, but uh, no, I didn't buy anything. I did drive by the record stores and look at all the crazy weirdo standing outside. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I, I, you know, there was nothing that really enticed me about it. Um, I'm not the kind of guy that um, is going to front. Like, I dig vinyl. I get it as gifts. And um, any sort of 12-inch or 7-inch I have is, like, a, like, one of my favorite records. So I'm not a collector, but I do have, like, a lot of my favorite records on vinyl for that specific reason, just to kind of hold them in, in place with that. But I'm not a big, like, vinyl guy. Um, but I do value it, and I do understand the uh, you know the community of it so but no I didn't pick anything up sorry I'm that like was the a same little... way I only want like records that are like that I know I want to listen to in its entirety because obviously you can't really like skip on a right. player so it's like a very mm-hmm. small collection but I'm happy with it so Daniel did you get anything or anything catch your eye that you wanted on Saturday unfortunately I didn't get anything but there is this one seven inch for yeah, it was the Devil Wears. The Devil Wears Prada released like some seven-inch of like, I th- I can't remember if it was like one track or like these like two tracks, and I didn't I didn't like have any money for it, and I was just like, that's kind of the one thing I really want besides the brand new record reissue right. because Prada is a really cool band, and I've loved them since like I was in high school, so I was just like, I have to get this, but. No cash, and I was a very sad right. person that day. I feel it. The worst thing is the people who get those like really exclusive record store day editions, and then Resell like them. not even twenty four hours later, they're on eBay or Amazon for like you know ten times the price, or just buy them to flip them. And it's like it's messed you up. You are the worst person. Why would you there, do that? There's, there's a special place in hell reserved for people like that. Yeah, not even just for records. It's like in terms of like. Clothing. Concert, concert tickets, especially yeah. like, but just like a lot of things. I don't know. It just really bugs me. Yeah, they do. That's big in the uh, in like a lot of streetwear brands. They do that. They'll just kind of, you know, manipulate the system online via like bots or anything, so they can just mm-hmm. buy it in bulk and then just re- the resale value is just so, uh, like, <laughs> annoying that uh, that it just kind of ruins the whole culture in itself almost. You know. Yeah, I totally feel that. Matt, any thoughts on record store day? Um, I don't have a record player because I am broke. Um, like you were saying earlier, like if I did have a record player, I'd only want to buy my favorite albums because you know if I bought every album I wanted to listen to on vinyl, that would be like I would I, I guarantee you'd be over a, like ten thousand dollars. It'd be a lot of money. Yeah. But I was I was in San Francisco at the time on Saturday, just shopping around, and I walked into the record store. And it was, like, insane. There's, like, so many people just, like, walking in and out, just buying stuff. And I didn't buy any records, but um, the store I went to had every Joyce Manor album in, on, like, a physical CD. So I bought all of them. Oh, nice. And then I realized that I already had two of them at home. <laughs> now yeah. you have a backup copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just have, like, a bunch of Joyce Manor CDs now. You're ready. You're ready to not stage dive. That's what you're ready for. <laughs> I saw Joyce Manor a few months ago, and people were stage diving like crazy, and I was like, I don't get it, but I'm not going to question it. I like but it. I, I was, 
You cut out a little bit there. Can you just repeat what you said, Daniel? With all the stage diving. He said you cut out he, a little loves, bit. he loves Wednesday nights. That's, I think that's what he said. Yes, Wednesday nights are the best. Because Bean Talk is live on Wednesday. That's why. What yes, up? That is like, seriously, can you guys hear me at all? Like, I feel like I'm like... I can, I can hear, hear you. you Sometimes you just cut out a little bit. Uh, it's like a Wi-Fi thing, not a mic thing. Yeah, I know. My Wi-Fi is kind of crappy, so... It's okay. Podcast. We're all... Ooh. Podcast problems. Yeah. Hashtag. New hashtag. We'll start that. We'll do that. That'll be a Babe Talk thing. <laughs> Pod podcast problems? I like it. Podcast uh, problems. Babe Talk thing. Um, I, I didn't buy anything at Record Store Day. I wasn't really planning on it. Like we were talking about before, I only want records that like of albums that I know I want to listen to in their entirety. But um, one thing I saw online that I thought was so smart was No Sleep Records put up. It was basically called like the Random Rares. And you could mm -hmm. pick either a 12-inch or a 7-inch and... They would you'd list in like the order notes, like the special comments section, whatever. Um, you'd list your favorite no sleep bands, or like you'd list like you know a couple of bands that you really like on the label, mm -hmm. and they'd either send you an album from that artist or that list of artists, or one that they think is similar that you might like, but you wouldn't know until you got it. And Pretty I'm just cool. like, oh, I think that's so enticing because it's like mm -hmm. the anticipation. What are you gonna get? That's so exciting. Um, yeah. Like I'm big on like. The mystery packages, like like swag bags, or whatever, that are like, like a lot of clothing companies do this, where you can get like five shirts. You pick, put your size, you'll get five random shirts, and like you just don't know what it is until you get it. So like stuff like that, and like yeah. like scavenger hunts and stuff like that. I think that's really interactive and great. So that almost got twenty dollars out of me, but I was like, I didn't do it just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't been paid yet. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was great. So do you guys, do you all have record players? Do you buy vinyl or like, because I had a couple of vinyl records before I even had a player. I just kind of wanted it as like a merch item and like a collectible for an album I really liked. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, um, um, yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, last, my last birthday, my girlfriend bought me a record player and... She bought me The Front Bottoms, Town of the Hawk, and Dad's American Radass, and those are, like, two of my favorite records, and kind of since then, I have been, like, buying records on and off, but recently, like, I, but, like, since then, I don't really have, like, a lot of money to go out and spend, like, 25 or $30 on a record, so I really only save buying records for, like, when I go to shows. Like, right. I went to see, like, Circus Survive and Title Fight back in December, and Title Fight had Shed on vinyl. Shed's one of my, Shed is probably one of my favorite albums, and I was just like, I have to have this. So I feel like I kind of save buying records as like my thing for like going to concerts, in a sense. So that's like your preferred merch item. Like you'd buy a record over buying a T-shirt. Would you yeah. say or like? Mm. I know some people are like really picky about like design. I, but, like I get that, but I think I would ra I would rather buy a record over a T-shirt any day. Well, that's wild. I'm the opposite, but I do I do have some of my favorite records um, on vinyl. Like for instance, um, one of my favorite records of all time. This may sound crazy, and this is for all the old heads out there, um, but it's <laughs> the Bright Eyes Christmas album. And it's just super super sad. And um, for my birthday, which I was spent out in um, Hollywood while we were recording the record. Um, Josh, he picked that up for me from Amoeba, 
and uh, I opened it on my birthday, and it was just just beautiful, twelve inch, just white, one hundred and twenty, just million, just pressed, gorgeous record. And I was like, I'm sure some kid out there would be like, this is the shit. But I was like, crying because uh, it was just my favorite record, and I love Christmas, and I love like Connor Ober. So <laughs> I was excited for other reasons. But like I have, you know, the Queen is Dead by the Smiths. I have a lot of Mogwai records. I have a lot of I have uh, Out of Step by Minor Threat so, and uh, a lot of local hardcore bands like their seven inches I'll pick up just because it's cool and but I don't have like like I have maybe fifteen um, records total so but yeah, occasionally I'll spin them. Yeah, I got like ten and everyone's like you see people on like the Defend pop punk group or like right. on Dead Format who have like these extensive collections I'm like I have like ten records. I'm okay with that. I'm so content with like what I have. Like I'm just I think it's nice to have the ones that are really important to you instead of like I have to get every pressing and I have to get all these different variants and like <laughs> otherwise I'm not a true hardcore kid or whatever. And you're like, it's still your role, man. It's still your role. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, who got text though? Someone's popular. It wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry. You're That's good. Cool. Hey, don't All apologize right. for popularity, bro. <laughs> the thing is, like, with, like, records, it's it's not just, oh, like, I'm going to, like, listen to this, like, casually. It's like, oh, I, like, every time you listen to a vinyl, I don't want to sound like a justifying, like, hipster, but it's, like, an experience, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can't, you can, like, the fact that you can't skip tracks means that you have to digest the entire album. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You yeah, have to, like, really, like, like, when I'm driving, I have, like, a playlist of songs that I, like, designate for driving, and I just hit shuffle, and it's, like, whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. I'll start singing really loudly to whatever song comes on, ne- comes on next. Like, that's why I have that playlist. But when you listen to a vinyl record, like, it is the experience. It's everything, all in its entirety. It's, you can't skip the intro track. You can't skip that one track you don't like. But you kind of see how the record as a whole evolves, and it really is an experience. And like one of my all-time favorite records in the entire world is Separation by Balance and Composure. And that record flows so beautifully, and it's like so fucking important to me to listen to it, like in a very specific like mental state, and like just listen to it all in one. So that's a record mm-hmm. I really love having on vinyl. Yeah. But, like, exactly. Like. No lie, yeah. I was on a date where all we did was listen to that album. Damn, that's, that's so like, cute. We just oh sat God. on our bed and like talked and like listened to that album, and it was amazing. What's up? Damn. <laughs> nice. Tell the boys on the East Coast to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> it was her record. It was her record. Oh well. Whoa, that's sweet. Whoa. Um. Either way, well, I hope it was a good date overall because that sounds like my ideal kind of night. Keeping it real. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's switch over from vinyl format to digital streaming, specifically talking about Tidal, which I really didn't want to say this because it was such a horrible pun, but Tidal's making waves. But um, oh. Close my laptop. Oh. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know what? Ollie isn't here to make stupid puns, so I have to do it, guys. All right. Ollie, Ollie B is Ollie here to B. make stupid puns all day. Please, please do. I'm just kidding. I have deal. zero. I'm not that guy. I'm not a punny guy. <laughs> anyway. those punny people. <laughs> They're rare. Anyway, um, we were talking about title like the three of us before, but I'd love to just kind of open it up for discussion. So I think, the one, okay, so I watched the press conference video. It's like, you know, a 20-minute clip on YouTube. And I think the whole time I was thinking, 
the one thing that Jay-Z is really good at doing is creating hype. You know, like, if Jay-Z is involved in a project, like, you want to know what's going on, and you're, like, he has a really right. good way of getting people hooked and interested and stuff like that, but I kind of felt like it was, it felt like a sizzle reel, you know, like, for a TV show or something that a producer is pitching to a network, or, yeah. I mean, I, whatever the technical terms are, um, it's, like, only showing, like, the most flashy parts so it's like, wow, like this seems really exciting. I really want to watch it or whatever. I kind of felt like that's what it was. Like in the end of the video, it had um, like clips of all the artists like kind of sitting at a round table at a conference table and talking like this is the way of the future and the artists are taking back control. But like mm -hmm. there are a lot of things I don't like about it, but I kind of just wanted to open it up. So Ollie, as someone who's like in a band on a record label, clearly you're really dedicated to making music. What do you think about everything that was kind of going on with title in any aspect um i haven't i haven't heard too too much about it it's kind of crazy because we're in this process now where you know like victory will let us know like hey you're on spotify now or like i'll like i'll have one of my homies like screenshot um him on spotify on playstation 4 whilst playing grand theft auto 5 and he's listening to our single and it's like this is fucking weird and awesome so you know um I'm I am a Jay Z shipper, so I mean my, my man is classy, you know, like my man's got just class. And but at the same but the same aspect of it, you know, as he's always preached, like he is a businessman, so this sort of move makes sense to me. But I was just wondering um, if you can kind of summarize to me the 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 element to of of originality or the newness to to title and like what what it is because I haven't I haven't dived too deep into it. Ashley, you want to take a lead on this? I will, I will do my best. Basically, um, Jay-Z bought Tidal, which is an existing streaming service based out okay. of Sweden, I believe. Sweden or Switzerland? I'm pretty sure it's Sweden. Sweden. Um, yeah, okay. And it's... He had this huge, really flashy press conference where he had all the artists who are owners. It's like the, one of the big selling points. It's like it's owned by the artists. Okay. And so he had all these artists line up like... Like, Daft Punk was there, Rihanna was there, Nicki Minaj, obviously Jay-Z and Beyonce were there, and, like, Madonna was there, and they all kind of line up, and they're like, we're taking back, like, we're taking back control, the artists are in control now, because um, the control was taken away from us once streaming became a thing, mm -hmm. and they all, like, really dramatically, like, signed a contract and whatever, and it was just... It was really flashy. That's why I say like Jay Z is really good at creating hype. And right. the service is, I believe, you get a one week free trial. But other than that, the service is twenty dollars a month. And I think it, it's either twenty or twenty five because my music industry professor subscribed to like see what it was like for longer than a week. Because I mean, a week isn't a really long time to get to know a service. I think Spotify nailed it with a month. I think that's really important. Um, so twenty dollars a month, but it got raised to twenty five, or there's two different tiers. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yep. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question is: Is it? Is uh, I, I? I guess my main two questions are: um, One, is, it's a streaming service, yeah. So like uh, Pandora. Spotify. So what does that mean? They offer exclusive content. That's like a big thing. Like, oh, exclusive videos, content, and that it has really like much better sound quality. And that's one thing that kind of was like, okay, there's going to be a select 
percentage of people like yeah. like you or a music producer or like yeah. like someone who's in the studio and like understands the difference between like a low and high quality sound. Like to me, like listening on like you know the iPod earbuds or whatever, I'm yeah. not gonna notice that. So I'm not gonna pay you know the fifteen dollar difference because I'm on the Spotify like the student discount thing. It's only five dollars. So. Yeah. I'm not going to notice that, so that's not, I don't, they made it like a really big selling point, like CD quality, like it's really good, and it's how our music is supposed to sound, but like, unless the music's really terrible quality, I feel like most of us wouldn't really notice, like it wouldn't be like that big of a deal. Um, That was one thing that was kind of like graded with me, I was like... "Mm." I I also feel like, um, you know, just looking at it from... Being, you know, in the music industry and stepping into the more professional side of the industry, like, uh, I, I, I don't speak too firmly on it because, again, I'm, I'm just, I asked you, like, the points and, and whatnot, but what I am curious is to what it means to have your own control of music. Um, essentially, most of those artists don't write their own music anyways, um, so it's kind of interesting to me that how are you going to, how are you going to delegate your own music that someone else wrote for you? which is when you're managed, marketed, produced, and on a separate label, those are all different people. How is it that you, it's not like, it's not like me, for instance, I have an R&B project and I, and I get on this microphone right here and then I go on um, my computer and I record really bad sounding things. So I really then, want to hear this. I'm just telling so, you yes. right now. Yeah. All right, after, I'll let, after I, we, I got you, girl. After we go offline, I really want to hear that. <laughs> so, so, Can you release so, like an EP with like an Usher cover? Oh, Actually, oh my god. I have, oh, I have an that. Usher cover. I can oh my god. I have an Akon cover, which is more important, or just as, I should say. You know, if, if Akon's You should also do now. Frank Ocean. I will buy that EP. <laughs> I will buy that EP. All right, $175. I got you. No, I'd rather spend on that than title, honestly. Oh, I value yeah. you for saying that. But yeah, so so yeah, then I would have direct control over over the uh, the marketing and, and push of that. Like that would be like, hey, I'm signing this fucking contract, whatever that means, and um, you can do whatever you want with my music. It just sounds like another business aspect of another. You know how MySpace tried to come back, and then they had all these like crazy celebrities dancing, and they're like, yeah, MySpace. Just the shit again, and we're like, bro, it was the shit a long time ago. You don't and decide when MySpace yeah. is the shit again, because yeah. the kids have all moved on. <laughs> and it sounds like that, like it's cool if that was a thing, but because of these, like, not every artist is as big as Beyonce or as big as Jay Z, where they can be like, anything I put out, like, you know, I can vomit on a microphone, and kids will buy it and try to, you know, market it because it's Jay Z. It's not fair um, to say like all these artists are giving you direct content because. Uh, I mean, not everybody's on a label uh, or, you know, this huge thing where as soon as it comes out, it has 19 million views and you can get a Beats pill that matches the headphones that, you know, have lyrics by Nicki Minaj on it. Like, so it seems it seems odd to me, but I'm, I'm definitely intrigued and I like to look into it uh, just because I want to see Jay-Z's face, so. <laughs> I think it's, it's just a marketing thing. Like, yeah. the yeah. kind of person who would, like, probably use Tidal is the same person who could afford to use like an Apple Watch, you know. People are like, True. "Oh, it's stupid," but if you have the money to blow and you like the content, then why not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. It's kind of a niche market. Yeah. It's, just, ugh, like... it's, it's like it's like the same people who will buy clothing from Kanye, like even though it's really expensive, and they can like they'll they can afford it, so why not? You right. know, what I mean? mm-hmm. luxury. I think name brand. 
I think much. also, if I can just get um, philosophical real quick on it, you know, that industry is incredibly terrifying in the sense of when they sign a contract, um, a large sum of money is then pushed to them, you know what I'm saying, to recreate an image, to then get um, the peasants or whatever they feel about, you know, the working class people like us to buy that product. And so it sucks because, um, you know, we want so badly to believe that um, these materialistic items which are niched into our brains make us feel more like the artist or more complete or more important and... Um, and like I said, I referenced the Beats pill because it's just so funny to me that they were like, yeah, it's pink now, Nicki Minaj, you know, and I, I, think, I think Nicki's really cool, like I, I like her values, but so it's nothing against the artist or the person, it's just more or less about the fact that, um, you know, that industry is very like, here it is, like take, take it from my hands, or you want to be like Jay-Z, maybe you should drink this vodka, or maybe you should be on his service because it's Jay-Z as opposed to like Spotify or any of these things that don't have a cool celebrity on the face of. So yeah, I, I, I agree. It is like a marketing scheme, but it's also like kind of cruel if you look at it from that perspective. It's like, you know, it's like we're lemmings. Just like, all right, well, let's just climb the ladder and pay for our music now. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. not, not that you shouldn't pay for music, but I mean our music <laughs> streaming service, you know. They were, um, someone like added up the, the, each celebrity who was standing on there, someone added up the net worth and it was like, some obscene number, like millions and millions of dollars, and it's like we make this much money, so you should feel bad for us and pay more for our music by paying twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a month. Right? Yeah. Fuck paying That's for it. Right. You're a billionaire. You host yeah. as a billionaire. Like I, you so, should give me money. It could have. It could have been really much more effective if it wasn't like the Rihannas and the Madonnas and the Nicki Minajes and the Daft yeah. Punks. You know, like if it was like. Yeah. Like a like a lower level artist, I think that would have made much more sense. Like this person who is like, put, I'm not saying that they don't put as much into their music as the rest, but you're right. Like, there's there's like 14 songwriters, and there's you know publicist, mm. and they have to be like a certain image, and it's just, I don't know. A lot of things about it right off the bat just rubbed me the wrong way, and then it was like right. 20 bucks, and I was like, mm -mm. well, like can you imagine yeah, what it'd be like if they were like signing? Independent artists, like it'd be amazing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like we're that actually like sick. contributing to people who could use the money, but mm -hmm. by supporting title, you could be like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm paying music so I can listen to people um, talk about how much money they have, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, like you're paying. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just you're pretty much putting money back, money into like millionaires' pockets, and yeah, it's unnecessary. And besides, I feel I feel like. I feel like Tidal is going is it's an interesting service. It really is, but it's going about it the wrong way. Why would like say like I, this is really like a service for like people who can actually like afford it? Like me personally, I'm not going to go out and get like a twenty dollar membership. I just think that's absolutely outrageous. When Spotify can offer me all the music I want to listen to for like what five dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because think about it. Just Until recently, like before the streaming music market became like popular, no one paid for music. It was very rare for someone to pay for music for like the longest time because we just people would just download it. Right. And so now that everyone's like hopping onto, oh, there's this market for streaming music, and we should like get on that. Like, it's just. Mm -hmm. I remember I like imagine. like the first time I got my first iPod. It was a little iPod Nano. I got it in like. like 
seventh or eighth grade. It was like a long time ago. And the options were, I mean, I got, I think I got an iTunes gift card with it. So I got, you know, like one of the very first songs I had on it was I Write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. And I thought I was like, my friend told me about them. She's like, oh, you'd really like this band. They're called Panic at the Disco. And I'm like, that's so weird. They have an exclamation point in the middle of their name. Mm-hmm. But all right, I'll roll with it. So I felt really like hip and with it. Um, but I, I could fit like 200 songs on it, but you'd have to get them all through iTunes. Or I would like, my friends and I would swap mix CDs, and that was like a thing. And then someone told me about LimeWire. And like, I used a service called Acquisition, which is like basically the same thing. And it was like the whole world opened up to me. Like, I could get literally any track I wanted, any artist, any album, like, even the parental, like the expletive versions, the explicit versions that we weren't up? supposed Eminem to buy on iTunes. Call. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like re- I was like, wow, this is great. And to me, having Spotify, having Spotify Premium, especially because I can sync it offline, that's like basically everything I wanted as a seventh grader using acquisition and LimeWire and hoping like. I wouldn't completely crash my computer. Um, that's what Spotify is for me now, and it's a lot easier because it's not illegal. <laughs> so I just I see no reason to pay so much more for like the exclusive content and whatever. Right. Like that's why I, I think Title will fail. It's because it's so like unless they can move all of the artists, like, and I'm talking like like a huge majority of them over to Tidal, like, it's not going to work. If if Tidal came out before Spotify, it would have been huge for, like, a while. Oh, and yeah. then uh-huh. Spotify came out, was like, hey, we're charging you half the price. You know, it's, the, it's like, not the same thing. You know, we don't have exclusive content, but we have, you know, the basics. I would be, like, I'd jump on that so fast. Right. Yeah, and people are talking yeah. about, like, Taylor Swift, who's, like, not on Spotify anymore. They're like, well, she'll probably be on Tidal. And it's like, well... That's not enough of a reason for me to change my entire streaming service because of one artist. Also, I can probably find her stuff anywhere on YouTube or, like, the Pirate Bay or anything. Just saying. Right. So, probably not a big thing. I think their timing was awful, like you said, Matt. Like, coming in when, like, so much... I don't want, I don't want to give a percentage because I don't know a percentage, but I'm going to go ahead and say the majority of people use one of the three, the Holy Trinity, Spotify, RDL, or Pandora, and, or maybe, like, Groove Shark might be thrown in there, or, like, you know, other streaming services, but, right. like, the same concept as Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. And coming mm-hmm. in with, like, such a high price point, and, like, they apparently have, like, a really weak artist selection, just from based on, like, tweets that I've seen about people who are using it, and they're just like, ah, uh, like, all these artists that I usually listen to on Spotify aren't on here, and it's not... Nothing about it is like enticing me to pay this premium price. Yeah, so. think about it. Right. Twenty bucks a month. That's about two albums. And think about the artists on that label. Okay, so there's like Jay Z, Beyonce, Kanye West. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a decent group of artists. But how often do they release content? True. It, it just feels snobby. It feels like elitist and snobby to me. Like I just I don't I wouldn't feel yeah. good <clears throat> purchasing that service. Yeah. Yeah. Like, weird. Okay. If okay. Anyone watching Babe Talk, I would like you, if you are using Tidal, cancel your subscription and then use that money to feed a child in Africa. Ooh, <laughs> they have those pay by the month programs, it. and then, you know, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, like, saying that if you do it, you're a bad person, but I'm just putting that out there. You Damn, I'm trying to guilt everybody. I think you should just yeah. say it. I'm saying, like, It'll you're a bad horrible. person. 
<laughs> I like it though. I like it. I like contrast, so that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think what we need, like, since everyone's trying to follow the train of like, oh, it's streaming music and that's what's popular now. What we should do is find new ways to have that experience that you know, li like listening to like vinyl will give you. You know what I mean? Like, if you have an interactive experience, people will love that. Yeah, they just. I feel like they don't offer anything different. I feel like the exclusive content edge. It's like still not enough to get me to pay twenty dollars. Like nothing about it is like, wow, I will pay extra. Like I said, like I said, I went to Lush today because I needed a new body lotion. Like normally I'd like go to CVS or something and get the first moisturizer I saw and like call it a day. But you know, because I looked up the ingredients and I wanted something yeah. that was like, you know, I wanted something nice and not like gross or whatever. And so that's why I went to Lush, you know, pay the extra to get the really nice product. But, like, nothing about Tidal is making me think, like, yeah, I'd throw $20 to that service. Like, nothing <laughs> about it. <laughs> Serious problems, guys. Serious problems of our Crazy. life. Crazy. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, now that we've wrapped up our title, let's move on to our interviews. So... Ali, we're going to ask you a couple questions, but first, because I know most people know you as the guy from Broadside, but you also have a clothing company, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that just so you can get the message out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, there's like some hair on my knee that's not mine, <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so so I started a brand. It's a brand of T-shirts, and it's called um, Damage Kids. And the whole idea uh, behind, you know, the concept is promoting the idea of uh, unity and just um, not taking pride in, like, your damages or, or, or mental stigma, but just kind of bridging that gap that I um, have experienced in my life as as a... Uh, as well as many teenagers and people and throughout our generation and beforehand with that music does, you know? And it's kind of just uh, to bridge the gap to conversation of embracing your setbacks or stigmas that you experience um, as an altered youth that we all are and really channeling them into something positive. So, you know, a lot of the um, my, my ideas and, and, and focus for this project stem from my own dealings with uh, social anxiety, uh, teenage depression, you know, like um, the, the, the weight of um, teen suicide and, and uh, all these things that I, that I, you know, kind of dived into being a teenager now, being a 26-year-old um, adult, it's experience that makes a person in, uh, in, an adult and not age, you know. So when I say 26, I just mean 26 years of being a sad person. But um, so so basically, it's just to shine light and just kind of give pride to the idea of fucking channeling everything that makes you so upset and and just feeling so weighed down by society or whatever it is that you're dealing with. It's my own way of of uh, staying focused. And, and putting something positive back into the world. And so a few things that I would like to clear up about it, um, you know, a few every now and then I'll get a message that's like, well, how is this going to fix, you know, depression or anxiety? And I value your question and I value you for keeping me on my toes 
but at the same time I'd like to make it clear that I never said that I'm gonna fix any troubled youth or anything like that this isn't a profit scheme uh, the initial money that came from this I started a dim uh, I started a Kickstarter and it failed to reach goal so then I paid out of pocket to get the first shirts printed and ever since then I've just been recycling the money there's no there's no sentient of uh, of profit from it you know I've and I've shipped I'm about to print my third about to print my third design shirt now um, which comes out Friday and it's just been really really incredible the uh, the engaging conversations that I've got to ha got to have with people all across the country and outside of the country as well I've shipped two packages now out of the country and it's just kinda unreal to me that like someone in the UK is you know just taking a stance and uh, just being like I support this brand that isn't shoving these big bold letters in my face and shoving these big um, overpriced you know scripted uh, notion of what's in and what's cool in my face but it's just kind of saying I agree with what this person's creating in the world and I want to wear that on my back for instance you know me as a person it's like I do I'm at my very best when always because I'm a nice I was raised to be a nice person like I'm just raised to listen and just you know be a nice guy and shake your hand and look you in the eyes when I speak but I do suffer from social anxiety in the sense of I don't know how to engage in conversations without some other outcome like whether it's a band or something like that like I don't know how to just say hello to someone without feeling like they fucking hate my guts off the jump so <laughs> that being said like there's a there's this like really tattooed bodybuilder um, that bought one of the shirts and I just like wow I wouldn't walk into a gym and be like hey you look like you know you probably dealt with some shit as a kid and like you we should talk about my brand and you should buy a shirt but the fact that he's out there he's the type of guy you would get out of the way for you know what I'm saying you would be like oh excuse me sir um, <laughs> but so without going too specific but I think it's really cool that he's like I value what you're doing to that to the point where there's a 14 year old girl who who f felt compelled to tell me the stuff that she's dealing with um, throughout her you know youth and though I'm not a therapist it makes it gives me some sort of comfort in knowing that I'm using this power or this you know whatever it is um, be, being signed to being in a band and being the frontman of a band I'm using it to to really just enlighten the idea of you know the world is so cruel and you don't stand alone you know what I'm saying like I'm not saying you can do it I can do it like but you w you can do it and and you need to do it you need to be a beacon of hope for anyone that doesn't have these issues or for the people around you if they don't show and so this project isn't to heal any wounds but it is to let people know and be the voice for the voiceless or for someone that doesn't really want to or doesn't know how to channel these feelings I I want to be the person um, that inspires if I make a shirt and I inspire someone out there to then I don't know make a movie or I don't know save the world or run for president I mean I'm shooting high but you get what I'm saying like it's the pay it forward notion Ins inspiration inspires inspiration some of my favorite you know poets and um, um, artists they'll never know my name they'll never see my face they may never see another human because they're dead but I I wish I had the opportunity to say 
you know what, I value you because I temporarily slipped away into your sadness through your outlet and it inspired me to be a better human being. And I feel like in this generation, which is so fast-paced, I can get online and harass so many people's ideas and I can do all these things and I could rip someone to shreds in a matter of minutes because I'm an anonymous entity that can just crush you and we're such a, we're such a, 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 a species now of digitally uploaded bullies it's beautiful to me that I'm allowing myself to say, like, you know what, if, if you want to go eat french fries with me and just talk about nothing but Harry Potter, I want you to know, like, hey, we can do that, you know, because I dealt with that shit. I'm not saying I'm a therapist. I'm not saying I'm going to heal you. But I am saying that you are valued. And me, this... Hearing those words from these artists, these musicians, these books, these podcasts inspired me to start this brand and I really just want to, I just really want to shine the light and I want to pass the torch in the future and to anyone I possibly can, you know, there's plenty to go around. So, sorry, I talked a lot about that. I'm just that was beautiful. I've got, I've got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. Thank you. I That's like really noble. That's really awesome to <laughs> me though because like, I know like right now there's this sudden like movement of glorification of like, you know, like mental health issues, stuff like that. And so what I like, I like your brand because it's not like, it's not glorification, but it's rather glorification of like recovery and like, you know, mm -hmm. not just being in like that bad spot, but getting out of that bad spot. Exactly. It's, it's more or less, it, it is the idea of progress. And I feel like if you're progressing in life, by not being a total piece of shit, excuse me. If you're not, if you're not doing terrible things like stealing money from your grandma's purse to buy cigarettes, like <laughs> steal the stealing part. If you smoke cigarettes, whatever. But the stealing part from your grandma is not okay. Um, then you're you're doing it wrong. But if 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 you are simply smiling at the cashier and saying, "Hey, thanks for the coffee," or doing any sort of progression for humanity, um, I hope to shake your hand one day. And that's just what this is about. Is like. You know, I dealt with a lot of weight, and I don't want to be like, woe is me, but I do want to say, like, dude, these sunken eyes don't come from just, you know, living the sunshine life. Like, I, I feel you, and I've, and I've been there, and I just want to inspire to create. Inspire to create is exactly what I want to do with the band, with this brand, and anything that I say. I just want to inspire to fucking take the power back in your hands, you know? Mm. Sorry, I love that sentence. <laughs> No, you're like fiery, fiery. Wow, that's not yeah. a word anymore. It works. It works fiery. now. I'm gonna say you have a fiery passion for this. Like, it's really easy to tell, just like the way you speak, and you're just like really intense about it. So that's really cool because I know you, everyone knows a friend who like started a clothing company, and it was just of like, course. oh, just like because like whatever, buy my shirts, I don't care, whatever. But like the fact that you're pouring this same passion into broadside as you are into damage kits and like kind of like mm -hmm. the same message and like you're trying so hard to spread it through multiple different channels is like a sign that you're like in it to win it like Thank super you. fiery passion about it and like it's it's nice to hear we got one really good audio bite from every episode like one really like standout nugget of like wisdom or something and that whole speech you just gave was ours for this episode that's really cool to hear and honestly like thank you guys I think um, building a community is the most important thing that people can do and like granted it's only three people in here right now and you know maybe some like 
somebody on Instagram that's like, this guy's kind of attractive. Let me watch this thing. If it inspires <laughs> them to tell their friends, like, I think community-based things are, like, the power that I'm talking about. Like, progress is is progress, and, and that to me is cool that you guys have this going on. So thank you for even, like, having your boy on the show. Um, thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the whole reason that they're kind of, well, because you asked me about Damaged Kids. You emailed right. me about it a few months ago, and I was like, you should come on our podcast and talk about it. So it's, yeah. the feeling is mutual, my friend. Cool. Thank well. you. All right, Rad. Well, first of all, before we jump into the panelist questions, we got one question uh, lined up here, and it's from Allie Henderson, and she says, "Oliver!" Exclamation point. Are you classically trained? Because you can sing just about anything from broadside to your R and B stuff. You're quite versatile. Um, you know, <laughs> I wish that I could say that I was trained. That if 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 here, I'm going to give you a little insight on my life. Well, my mom, she used to get so bummed and, like, pissed, you know, when your mom's mad and you can tell and you're like, shit, I better not say anything. Okay, my love and passion for singing stemmed from whenever I knew it was okay to talk to my mother again, she would sing. And uh, pretty, she has a, a very nice tone. She has a natural gift. And, uh, and I would be like, okay, she's singing, you know, some, like, you know, I don't know, kid rock or something. So she'd be singing and I'd be like, Mama, I love you. I'm sorry, you know, I peed in the bathtub. I don't know. So something like that. Like, um, So I think that's where it stemmed from was just the comfort in singing. And I'm not trained, and I, I would love to know more terms. I learned a lot recording this last record, recording on a professional stance more than I could. Honest, I'm just super grateful for that whole experience because it taught me a lot about the technique and skill. But... Over the time, I developed my own natural um, healing methods and uh, the and healing the longevity of my voice and all that stuff like that. But I ha I've never had a singing class or anything outside of imitating sounds, and that comes with um, doing impressions as well. It's just listening and being like, "Oh, let me try that." And uh, you know, I I heard Johnny Craig, Chris Caraba, um, and uh, and uh, I was like. These guys have sounds, and I want to try to jock all of them. I heard Usher and Akon, and you add that in the mix, and I was like, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, that's where the versatility comes from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we'll ask questions. We'll go Daniel, and then Matt, and then myself, and then just round back through. So, Daniel, go ahead. Okay. So, Oliver, um... Who would you cite as like some of your influences when it comes to either like your R&B stuff or broadside in general? Yeah. Um, well, you know, a lot of us grew up on in the in the drive-through era, so a lot of our pull comes from that that sound and and stuff like that. But me personally, my influences were and still are Bright Eyes. I mentioned earlier. I the dude is like not that good at guitar at all. Like, but he is such such a powerful inspiration with um, his metaphors and words. And I know everybody has this band, you know, like that. They're like, you just don't get it. Like for me personally, I'm like, I don't get 21 Pilots, but I know people would stab me in the face for saying that. Um, but but they get it, you know, because they're just artistically, beautifully talented guys. And so for me, Conor Obers was this guy that was like projected these, these poems um, in his sadness and his drunken rage and I just thought it was really incredible that he could make me feel his pain 
through these ideas um, that you really kind of had to dive into and tear apart. So I, you know, Bright Eyes was a big inspiration for me. I love the energy of Taking Back Sunday. Um, Tell All Your Friends is one of my favorite records mm -hmm. of all time. Like I Best remember, record ever. Yeah, dude. I saw when I saw Adam. Liz here's here's my theory, and I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again because I'm hoping one of those guys will hear it. I wanted to I wanted to <laughs> perform like uh, like Adam Lazara, and I wanted to look like Chris Caraba of Dashboard, and like um. So I'm jocking both of their styles. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> but I just think, I mean, between Dashboard and and From Autumn to Ashes and My Chemical Romance and all these bands that kind of influenced all of my, you know, young rage and you don't understand mom slamming the door like turning up finch um what it is to burn like those are those are where oh i oh my god my... that album dude it's it That's was the, the best shut up mom album ever <laughs> i love it but dude so yeah so finch take Mac sunday dashboard confessional and you know when like johnny craig came on the scene i mean i'm gonna straight up say it total asshole but my man's got some pipes you know like um, incredible, incredible talent, and I just wish he. I mean, he seems like he's trying to turn a new leaf, which is dope, absolutely. But uh, I feel like not enough people are are are. They're just afraid to say it, and it's like, dude, when you burn a bridge, you burn a bridge. But my mom, I would love to take his voice and put it on, you know, someone cool, like really cool. <laughs> but so, sorry, go ahead. What's that, man? I mean, if Johnny. I mean, if John Craig was, like, cool, sorry, but, like, if Johnny Craig was cool as a person, I would actually like him more as an artist, but mm. I just like him solely because he can sing really, really good, mostly. And I remember meeting yeah. him, like, years back at, like, Camden Warp Tour, and he looked very strung out. Like, I didn't, I, I had a, I was just thinking to myself, he probably has no idea where he is right now. <laughs> that guy is <laughs> very he, rarely sober. Like, I had... A similar oh, yeah. class. I didn't meet him, but like I was volunteering at Warped a few years ago, and so I was in before the doors opened, and people are just kind of walking around, artists, managers, everyone's walking around, just getting their shit together. Johnny Craig is like walking by. He, it's like not even 11 in the morning, like maybe 10, <laughs> 10 30. This guy's like walking like he's drunk as shit. And right. just like swaggering around, and there's some some girl is like behind him, like someone who's like with him, like making sure he like doesn't fall over. And I'm like, it would suck to be Johnny Craig's babysitter. Like, I do not <laughs> want that job. Dude, that's right. just, that's just embarrassing. Unprofessional as well. <sighs> it was a mess. And I I remember reading this one interview from Johnny Craig, and he was just, and he would say like even before he like went on, he would mix like Monster and Tequila. I'm just like that's a that's a lovely combination right there. What an odd thing. I don't know what that I don't know what tequila tastes like. I know what it smells like, but um I can't imagine. It smells like regret and it awesome. tastes even worse. Don't even bother. <laughs> There's a lot of old southern grandpas out there like, you don't understand. Pating <laughs> But I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> Alright, Matt, do you have any questions? Uh yeah. Um so you did a uh, video of Alternative Press uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Talking about um, your songs and going through the track list and talking about the meanings behind the songs. And so what I really like about um, Broadside is that a lot of like up-and-coming pop-punk bands, like all they write about is like one thing, and that's like girls and breakups, stuff like right. that. And like I really like I saw that video and I was like, oh, this is really cool because like listening to those songs, like with that context, gives it like so much more depth because right. you write songs that are like you know, have 
these meetings, um, they have like these topics that not many people want to like dive into. And so, mm-hmm. what I was going to ask you is, like, where do you, where do, you, do you see yourself like following that pattern of you know continuing to write more music based on you know like your philosophical ideas or? Yeah, I think, you know, I honestly I'd like to say thank you for watching the track by track first of all, and that's the reason why I did that. I want to make it very clear that um, this is more. This is the most important thing that I may ever do with my entire life. And the fact that a label wanted to give me a professional microphone and allow me to talk to thousands of more people than I would ever have the opportunity to doing a DIY, um, not, it's not a soapbox. It's just an opportunity, you know. So, um, sorry, is it, am I still going on? My screen just changed. Oh, oh no, you're fine. Oh, I was cool. just making yeah. it so it wouldn't change back and forth between all of us. Oh, weird. I got so much bigger and then my saggy eyes look so <laughs> much more worse, but I like it. So, um, yeah, so so it's not a soapbox. You know, I'm not preaching. I'm just, I'm just giving the opportunity to tell my story. And I think what a lot of people, as you said, again, thank you, but um, not but, but again, thank you. Um, a lot of people don't want to dive into the reality of our culture, of society, of what it is to grow up with the burdens of the world on your back. And there's plenty of people that deal with this. It's it's insane to me that more people aren't embracing this. And so the beauty of this record, I think, one is our first professional record. Um, it, you know, we went in there and I knew what I wanted to write about, but we we sat down with Kyle Black and and we wrote these songs and it was like all right Ollie get on the mic you know do your thing but uh I I had a lot of lyrics written um but like again the 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 soul of it and the heart of it came from I just did all that I knew how to do and I reflected from the only place I knew how to reflect from and that was maybe allowing some of these shadows that for lack of better words that have been chasing me maybe allowing them to just kind of come out um it would be a good opportunity for me to just be honest, you know, and I feel like I wanted people to listen to this record and not be excited about the fact that I'm honest, but be excited about the fact that they're experiencing something. I I really value that moment in a movie, even like Disney movies do this to me where you'll be watching it and it just hurts and you're like, you know why it hurts? Because it reminds you that you're a fucking human being. And I think and I hope that these 11 songs that are coming out on this record, they ignite a flame to either create and inspire, like I said before, or they really allow people to reflect on their own personal struggles that, you know, if, if you don't cut the rope, um, it's going to keep weighing you down. And I and I think that's what I did personally for this record. Um, you know, I, I cover a lot of topics, and all of them are genuine and true and from the heart. There's no glitz glamour about it. Um, but also in that sense, I wanted to write it in in the feeling of being hopeful, you know, not like, yeah, we can do this, we're going to make it better, but like, you know what, if life gives you the opportunity, which it does every single day that you wake up, you should absolutely take advantage of it, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're not content with who you are at night, you need to make a change for the positive 
like you need to inspire, you need to talk to someone, or you need to motivate the people in your life. And it's okay to cut out the bad people in your life. It's okay to cut out the people that you can't stand engaging with unless it's like your boss and you need to work. Find <laughs> a better job. You know, like it's okay to say like I'm young and I'm fucking pissed and I'm sick and tired of waiting for people to give me what I think I deserve. Like you need to take it. Not not physically. You don't need to steal from anybody, but you need to you know, you just need to you're given a voice and and you're given an opportunity, so I don't understand why a lot of recording artists, especially in our genre, don't push onto that because you're given the opportunity, you're given the window, you're given the outlet, you're given the peers. Come on, like, use it and not take advantage, but use it until you're ready to not use it and then stop doing it and stop fucking writing the same song over and over again. Right, because <laughs> there's, like, bands who will write music solely for the people who are going to listen to the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, it's, it's really awful. cool because, like, Broadside or, like, for example, like, Law Dispute, like, you guys write songs that you might not relate to, you might not, you know, fully understand, but you empathize and you, like, kind right. of, you know, you digest it and it's, just, it's you're, you're right, it's like an experience and it's awesome. Exactly. I like, I like to think that there's going to be a bunch of different people who enjoy this record for a bunch of different reasons. We 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 experimented as artists is what we are. We experiment with some crazy shit. I mean, there's a there's like a, a bridge in there. I sing through my teeth, and there's one or Rip Niles is you know shredding on his guitar, and the guys in there they detune his guitar while he's playing just for the experience. It's like, dude. I know that we're not weird like New York City street performers like splashing our body with paint on the ground, but it is very okay to take the element of sound, which music is, and fucking push it to the limits. You know what I'm saying? Like what we're not I'm not fucking, you know, Jay-Z. I'm not I'm not any of these people that are I'm not One Direction, even though I want to, please make me the new Zane. Um, um I'm I'm not expected to put anything out other than being honest, I'm not expected to put anything out other than a good record. And you know what? People want to see me fail. I don't know if it's because of like whatever it is, but my most of my life, people wanted to see me fail. And the beauty of this shit is, is I don't feel like a failure, and I don't feel like this record is a failure. And I feel like people are gonna dig it, and I feel like people are gonna like it. And you know why? Because it's honest, and I have faith in myself, and I have faith in my friends who are in the band and I'm in real life. But I have faith in broadside, you know? And so fuck anything that you read on the internet or who you think such and such about label history, about whatever it is. It's like have faith in broadside. Have faith in me and have faith in the things that you like because then why are you wasting your time on things that you don't like? Again, cut the rope. You should write a book. I'm sorry. I'm Seriously, super preachy. You should write a book. Oh, no, it's not preachy you because you're not being like – yeah, you're, you're like, it's like motivational. It's not preachy because it's not like what you're doing is wrong and this is horrible and I only right. know the right way. You all have to follow me. That was like... Yeah, that's stupid. This is like very community-oriented. Oh, God, just keep talking, Ollie. Just talk more, please. <laughs> yeah, man, um, it, it's... I don't know. It's it's super rad. And, and to get into just summarize basically all that, all the people who are like, dude, shut up, Oliver. Stop reading books. All right. Um, Basically what I mean is like, you know, we wanted each song to be a different experience, so it sounds differently. I mean, we straight have like a 
direct Panic at the Disco rip reference on this, and may or may not have this bomb ass breakdown. Who I don't even sing over on the record. Like we're not too crazy. It's very central to Broadside, but it is very like, hey, we're all from different backgrounds, so we wanted to write a record. This is how bands that are truly motivational progress through life. Look at you know Thrice. Look at Brand New. Look at all these bands who are like, look at the new Major League record. Shout out to those guys for just fucking being like, we're going to make music for music because that's what it's about. In our it's genre, that's so what it's important. about. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so important to me. <laughs> that Major it, League it record. Is like... Yeah, it's super good. It's cool. It's super cool because, you know, we've known those dudes for a while and it's cool that they're like, yeah, let's fucking, let's, let's change the game up and kudos, honestly. Yep. Awesome. That's the oh. moment we're 26 <laughs> days, 3 hours, 56 minutes, and 10 seconds away from uh, Old Bones releasing. That's fuck. That's nuts. That's that's uh, bizarre. <laughs> so it like must be so surreal being like, it's happening. Like the countdown and stuff is like. You forget because I've listened to this record a lot. I wrote the damn thing and I'm like, oh yeah. What do people think about the record? Oh wait, they haven't heard shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my question is, I ask this to anyone on we bring on as a guest to be a talk who's in a band because I'm someone who has never been in a band. Beyond, like, seventh grade chorus, which was a requirement, I've never, like, performed of my own free will or anything like that. I'm not a musician, can't right. read music, trying to teach myself ukulele. It's really hard. It's coming along, though. Um, <laughs> but what's one thing that you, as a band member, wish mm. that people like me knew? Like, what's something that I might not know because I've never been in a band? Right. Or especially a band who's on a major label, a band who's toured pretty extensively, a band who's got like mm -hmm. a really their label debut LP coming out really soon. Like, what's one thing people might not know that you want them to know? Okay, there, I'm going to speak from two different perspectives here. One, I'm going to be the voice for my band, and two, I'm going to be the voice as a um, vocalist who puts a lot of compassion into writing his writing lyrics really? or anything <laughs> in life. Yeah. So, one from the band perspective. I, I, and I'm and I'm directly speaking to any of you fucking cyber bullies out there. Um, it takes. We were in Hollywood for a month and a half to give you thirty some minutes. I can I don't know. Yeah, fucking thirty some minutes of a record. Okay, so we were in there every day. Um, a lot of us wanted to beat each other up, like we were pulling. I was listening to. All my favorite records, you know, I was listening to the new Paramore record and pulling all these things to try to get influence, racking our brains. We had to travel. We had to be away from our families. We had to do all these things, which we value and love. I wouldn't change it for anything. But it takes you 30 minutes to pick apart, and I just wish you would take another 30 minutes to really engage. And if you don't feel it, that's very okay. I want to hear – I want to I wanna grow – I want to be known for the people that don't like me as opposed to the people that do like me personally. So that being said, you know, um, it takes a long time and a lot of heart and a lot of pressure and a lot of eating really bad food, especially as a vegan touring, like to just put something out that you love. But if you love it, then do it and chase it forever because this it could be gone tomorrow. So I'd like to say that from the band's perspective. And two... Um, from a vocalist and speaking for myself, I like to make it clear that, uh, you know, as a somewhat like not, I'm not overdramatic and I'm not emotional, but I, I do like to dive in. And, and one of the most 
beautiful things in life is an engaging conversation with someone. So when I had to channel all these things, I had to reopen the doors to all these experiences in my own personal life, which I've been forced to, you know, close the door and grow and embrace them for what they are or honestly accept them. And there's some topics that I talk on this record that are very serious to me. And it's fine if you listen to it and you're like, this shit sucks. That is very okay with me. But it takes a lot for you to honestly embrace them. And I, I'm not saying as a vocalist. I'm saying as a person. You know, any sort of, I've gone through this and I had to embrace it, it's tough. It it It's unreal. And you're like, I can't do this. I kind of shake in my own skin. Um when I heard that that track by track was coming out because I knew that one I'm guilty of just being straight up honest and, and just telling people talking to people that I just meet like I talk to you guys right now like I'm guilty of just being like yeah let's just have a conversation I'm gonna be honest with you because fuck I might get hit by lightning when I turn around so you know I I want I want to leave behind a memo and I want to leave behind a message and that's because I was raised by people who or at least not by people but I was raised in a situation where those people die as nothing and no one and that to me is terrifying so I'm guilty of being honest not what was me honest but whatever you want to know I'll tell you and so to dive in and embrace these things face on and uh, confess them and admit them um, it took a lot out of me and so when I heard that track by track was coming out, I was like shit it's no longer just a song it's allowing them in and for me personally, as like a social and anxious, uh, uh, introverted weirdo, it's like it's like it's like telling a girl that that you like her for the first time. You know, it's like telling your boss, like, "Hey, bro, mm-hmm. I don't really like the fact that you think my arms are little and I should hit the gym." You know, it's like it's like telling your stepdad he's a piece of shit and he treats your mom bad. I'm not saying these things happen to me. I'm just trying to relate to the masses, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to it's like imagine something that you just can't you can't it makes you sick to your stomach think about it. Now imagine walking right up to it with confidence and saying this is how I feel and then shipping it out to the world. It's kind of unreal for me. I do sing in a band, I do tour and I do make music. But I'm a fucking human being, you know? And I'm not asking for people to be nice to me by any means. I am, but I am asking people to consider the fact that I'm not less human because I'm on a label. I'm not less human because I have a stupid haircut or I have tattoos. Like, um, you know, these things, these, this channeled rage all comes from a place. And we should try to find unity in that as opposed to oppress people that are maybe making steps faster than you are in life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry. <laughs> uh, best answer is award goes to Ollie from Broadside, just putting that out there. Some people <laughs> are like, award? I will, you know what, next time I see you, I will make you a vegan cake that has, like, a metal iced on it, and it'll be like, congratulations, you did the thing. All right, hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take cool. it. Awesome. All right, so round two questions, we'll just go back, same order, Daniel, Matt, Myself, yeah. if that's cool. Daniel, cool. secondary thoughts? Trying to think of something. If not, okay, I think we so have a question in the queue if you want to wait. <laughs> no, I actually did just think of something. So, Ollie, when you guys got signed, what was 
your initial like reaction? Like what was going through your head like yeah. at that time? If if I can give a, I, I promise I won't I won't give all my answers super long. But if I could go back a little bit, I I I'd like to tell a story because it's really fucking cool. Um, so you know our drummer moved to San Francisco and uh, at a time when we were like, all right, we're gonna take a little bit of break from music, and so he did that. And at the time, my friends in this band called July from Canada, they needed a vocalist because they were touring with Major League, Hit the Lights, Brigades. They were doing this awesome East Coast run. And they didn't have a vocalist because he had other priorities, you know. He wanted to, I, I don't know. But I was like, all right, yeah, I'll fill in for you guys and help you guys out because that's a fucking awesome opportunity. Hit the lights, you know, like Skip School Starts Fight Tour. That's awesome. And so um, so I did that, you know, and, and uh, on the last day I was super high with emotions. Like there were people like taking pictures with me and there were people with broadside shirts and, and it almost brought me to tears being like, having to confess to these people, like, hey, my band um, is kind of on the outs, and, you know, yada, yada. I was in crazy mode. I was like, I'm going to move to Canada and start a, a pop band, we're going to get famous. <laughs> like, I was in the zone, you know? And then on the way home, we got an email, a group email from Victory saying, yeah, we, we saw Storyteller, and uh, we want you guys to come to Chicago and do a showcase. And I was so hungry for that, just, you know, like, Guys, we can keep doing this, you know. I don't know how because we're broke as fuck, but we can do it. So I called the guys individually because I had a 16-hour drive home. Um, I borrowed the van, and I, I picked them up in New York, and we, and we drove around. But anyways, I was driving home, and I called each one of them individually just like, guys, they were taking pictures with me. Like, what the fuck? I'm like all-time low. Like, <laughs> But <laughs> I was, you know, just as a vocalist, just like they wanted to talk to me about stuff, and I thought that was really cool. So... So there's that, and then we got back to Richmond, and uh, Andrew, out of his own pocket, paid to fly from San Fran, and we we took the day, and we drove to Chicago. We played the showcase. We thought we sucked. We came home. We didn't think we sucked. We were just like, did we suck? I don't know. And then, you know, we got the email back, and it was, it was Tony, you know, like the owner of Victory, and my man was like, hey, get a lawyer uh, because uh, we really liked you guys, and let's talk about some contract stuff. And um, dude, it it may <laughs> it gives me queasy because it's like I I felt like hollow and and really empty, and I thought like shit, like I'm gonna have to admit that I need to be an adult right now, and and I was thinking like I'm gonna have to get a better job than the pizza job I have, or <laughs> like all these things. I have to confess to my little brother and sister like, hey, I couldn't make it as a musician, and you guys should give up on anything that you have in life, but um. It was just a beautiful moment because it was like someone – the work isn't over, and I want to make that clear. But someone's like, hey, now everything you do is is going to be working towards the bigger picture. And so it's all we want as musicians, as underground musicians. When when you meet somebody that really loves your music, you're like, this is incredible. But when a label gets behind you, especially like I was raised by, you know, like Take Back Sunday and Thursday, all these awesome bands um, – when they're like, yeah, we want to, we want to work with you, and we're, we like Broadside. It's like, <laughs> it's unreal, man. Cause it's just unreal. It, I, it was like, I wanted to drink thirty Coca Colas, is what it felt like. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, it, that's what it felt like. I was like, I can stay up all night and fucking play Minecraft, and yes, like. <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked, man. I was so excited because oh I was God, it's just kind of like 
It's like, yeah, like, I got a gold star, and you idiots thought that I sucked, and I didn't even cheat on the test. That's what it felt like. <laughs> um, Matt, before I get to your question, I, we have an easier submitted question that's, um, like, pretty similar. First of all, it's similar to what I was going to ask, because I was going to ask about, like, the process of getting connected with Victory and stuff, which you completely yeah. just answered perfectly, so thanks for that. Um, yeah. The question is, we all know the point of making music is to get famous, but rather to get views and points across, which you're clearly passionate about. With being signed to Victory, how will this new platform better broadside? Which I think you kind of already touched upon, but yeah. do you see advantages to being on a label, or like, what point were you guys like, we want to be on a label? Was it like mm -hmm. unanimous decision to go onto a label as big as Victory? Do you want to start smaller, or just yeah. and how is how do you think being on a label is gonna better your chances at getting your message out? Uh, yeah, no, I actually have a pretty good answer for that. I think um, we first of all, if you if you blink. Uh, there's going to be a million tweets that happen right in front of you. There's 17 videos uploaded on worldstar.com right now when you blink. And all these crazy things. Like, life is so fast. We're such a digital era that you're just overlooked. And it sucks because we've played shows with some incredible bands that, um, that have the passion, the heart, and the drive. And they don't get that opportunity um, or they haven't got it yet. And they need to be heard. Like, I've met so many bands. I'm like, your band is so much better than my band. I'm going to quit my band so I can spend the rest of my days holding signs at your show saying this is the best band ever. That's how I feel. But that being said, being on a label now, it just helps so much with the push. Like, you know, um, they have they – have it's a team. It's like a team that's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to make this Instagram post for you. Make sure you're up at 8.30 so we can do this. Like, it's awesome because uh, – it's it's like a bunch of people that are like team broadside when you know everything is so fast everything's so fast paced and there's a million and seventeen times eighty musicians out there trying to have their messages heard and not to discredit any of them it's not a race it's just we got we worked really hard we had a lot of passion I guess it shined through and we got an opportunity and we decided to take it and so with Victory Records they've been super solid and super passionate and are just stoked on us and uh, we're stoked on them and you know they we, they shot the video and it was super rad and they liked the record and 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 like I said we we're older dudes like we're I'm not like these young pop punk cats out here like um, I'm 26 years old and so it wasn't like a this is our only shot feeling but it was like you know what they they wanted to give us an opportunity and we took it we took that opportunity because we feel like we should we're only good at music we spent so long making music what well, I'm not gonna go to college now like I'm not gonna become a professional ice cream maker now or anything like that I don't know if those are professionals but not to if you make ice cream you're the man I know I'm not saying that you're not important but yeah so the labels <laughs> what am I saying <laughs> I just keep thinking ice cream is such a strange choice because you're vegan and ice cream is like milk and eggs. Like that's all it is. True. They make like a replicated version that's way more expensive, but I don't really fuck with it unless I'm having a good day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so did I answer that question? I don't know. I get lost in my own thoughts. Yeah, I think you did. I think you hit it. Um, okay, cool. Matt, if you have any anything else to add? Question mark? Oh, uh, yeah. 
So let's fast forward um, 26 days, 3 hours, 41 minutes, and 3 <laughs> seconds from now, okay? Okay. Um, album's out. What are, what are the next steps? What do you what, What's your plans for the next big project? So we're currently looking into management, you know, and um, that's what we're looking on personally as a band. And we are, of course, touring. I say this. I've said it before, and I think any sort of interview or time I get to talk to people about Broadside, which is so cool, but I think I want to make it clear, and, and I'll get it tattooed on my forehead if I could afford it, but it's we are our very best in front of people. So touring is just something natural that's going to come and touring all the time and hanging out and being the last old guys at the venue until they kick us out and tell us, like, hey, you take your shitty band and you leave. But, uh, <laughs> like, so we're book we're in the midst of booking a tour right now. Um, I don't want to say that it's Megadeth, but no, I'm just kidding. It's not. But, uh, <laughs> but, but so we're talking about that now, and we're just going to push it, man, and uh, – we're kind of at a weird, um, you know, a lot of bands are booked up for, like, Warped and all that stuff right now, so that we're kind of at a weird um, situation. And, you know, we we heard that the Story So Far record's coming out the same day that our record comes out, and so is Chunk No Captain Chunk. So it's like, and people are like, oh, are you bummed? It's like, no, I'm stoked that awesome fucking bands are putting out, it must be a good day for good music, I guess. Like, that's cool to me. <laughs> like, so... Um, but yeah, man, so just touring, 26 days from now, I'll be crying. Wherever they sell the record in stores, I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to go up to the restaurant and be like, so check this out, you know, <laughs> broadside boys. But You're gonna I'm buy, excited. Like, a lot of your albums, and it's, it's going to go platinum like that. Dude, that would be – I wish I had money because I would do that, I guess, just so I could give them away for free. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be amazing. Well, we all wish you the best of luck with Old Bones. We can't wait to hear it. We're so close. Dude, Matt, with the, so much, the official countdown. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming to talk about Broadside as a band, for talking about Damaged Kids, and I think that just about wraps everything up. Is there anything else you want to add, Ollie? Um, yeah, you can talk to me or harass me or send me emojis at uh, my Instagram, which is Oliver Baxter, two X's, or... Um, follow Damage Kids at Damage Kids Clothing um, on Instagram, and if you check out their record and you enjoy it, please take the time to let us know. If you hate it, please take the time to let us know. And if you light it on fire, please send a video of it. Like I just want feedback, and I just want to have a conversation. And I'm a lonely guy, so let's talk. <laughs> and honestly, thank you guys for having me. It's been a fucking blast. Awesome. All right. Thanks well, thank you so much. <laughs> um, on behalf of all of us at Babe Talk, thank you so much. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with your album, and we're going to be signing off. All right. Good night, guys. Later, guys. Thank you.